Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Coming up on 5-Minute News. As most coronavirus patients recover, anxiety and fear loom. EU condemns Trump's surprise travel ban from Europe as virus spreads. And financial markets count the cost of coronavirus. It's Friday, March 13. I'm Anthony Davis. Amid all the fears, quarantines and stockpiling of food, it has been easy to ignore the fact that more than 60,000 people have recovered from the coronavirus spreading around the globe. The disease can cause varying degrees of illness and is especially troublesome for older adults and people with existing health problems who are at risk of severe effects, including pneumonia. But for most of the affected, coronavirus creates only mild or moderate symptoms, such as fever and cough, with the vast majority recovering from the virus. According to the World Health Organization, people with mild illness recover in about two weeks, while those with more severe ailments may take three to six weeks to rebound. In mainland China, where the first virus exploded, more than 80,000 people have been diagnosed, but more than 60,000 have already recovered. Because the difference in impact can be so great, global health authorities have the difficult task of alerting the public to the virus's dangers without creating panic. Already, the widespread consequences of the virus have been staggering, sending shockwaves through the world's financial markets. Global oil prices sustained their worst percentage losses since the Gulf War, and new restrictions were imposed in Italy and in Israel as the Holy Week approached. But even some of the most vulnerable patients can still fight their way through the disease. The head of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Robert Redfield, noted that the vast majority of new cases of the COVID-19 illness are linked to Europe, which he called the New China. Deaths in Italy topped 1,000, with more than 15,000 testing positive. But Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, acknowledged that the United States was lagging behind other countries in testing for the virus to learn how widespread it really is. It is a failing, let's admit it, he told lawmakers yesterday. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson, whose country was spared the US travel ban, called the pandemic the worst public health crisis for a generation and said many more families are going to lose loved ones before their time. Yesterday, the illness edged closer to the world's power centres. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced he was self-isolating at home because his wife showed flu-like symptoms after her return from Britain, while the Brazilian president's communications director tested positive just days after travelling to meet with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, which itself remains open to guests and events. Trump, though, has no immediate plans to be tested or go into self-quarantine, the White House said. 
Across the board, European markets closed on one of their worst days in history, unswayed by new stimulus measures from the European Central Bank to buy up 120 billion euros in bonds. An early fall of 7% on Wall Street triggered a trading halt amid the global sell-off, but rose slightly after the Federal Reserve announced it would inject up to $2 trillion into short-term lending markets. More than 127,000 people in more than 110 countries have now been infected. The vast majority are in just four countries, China and South Korea, where new cases are declining, and Iran and Italy, where they are not. The spread has slowed so much in China that the government sent a medical crew to Italy and offered surplus supplies to Iran and other countries in need. More than 4,700 people have died worldwide. European Union leaders on Thursday lashed out at Donald Trump's decision to randomly restrict travel from Europe to the United States because of the coronavirus, calling the pandemic a global crisis that requires cooperation rather than unilateral action. Trump, who had called COVID-19 a foreign virus and falsely claimed that European travellers seeded infection clusters in the United States, said late on Wednesday that all European travel would be cut off. The European Union disapproves of the fact that the US decision to impose a travel ban was taken unilaterally and without consultation, European Council President Charles Michel and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said in a joint statement. Around 400 flights cross the Atlantic from Europe to the United States each day. Critics say that Trump was using his address to merely divert attention away from his own failure to test for and contain the virus in the previous six weeks since it was discovered. With the virus now present in all 27 EU countries, von der Leyen announced this week the launch of a Corona Response Investment Fund, seeded with 7.5 billion euros that she said would reap billions more. It's aimed at propping up healthcare structures, small businesses suffering from the impact of the virus, and labour markets where jobs might be hit. The US will not be providing similar measures for its citizens. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering unbiased, verified, and truthful world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.